Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, this is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen before. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. Today our guest is the very funny, wonderful Gareth Reynolds. Gareth has never seen Citizen Kane, but he rewrote it and we read his script. You may know Gareth, he's a very funny stand-up comedian, a hilarious podcaster with The Dollop, which is a wonderful, like a history comedy riff. It's, it's, it's super fun. It, it, you learn stuff, but you laugh as well. Uh, but Gareth has never seen Citizen Kane, and he rewrote it. We read his script. We're joined by Todd Sklar. Uh, we're remote on Zoom for this one. Thank you so much to everyone who's listening. We're very happy to be back. Our first couple episodes have, have been wonderful, and you all have been wonderful. Our live show at Dynasty Typewriter, that was very great as well. Uh, Leonard and Jesse Malton were there judging scripts. That was incredible. But, uh, you know, that's it. This is this is super great. You're going to love Gareth. You're going to love the episode. He has never seen Citizen Kane, but he rewrote it. Please find us on YouTube slash Never Seen It. We have full episodes up there, as well as some clips and some cool stuff with my dad, all sorts of stuff. YouTube.com slash Never Seen It. We are also on Instagram and Twitter, Never Seen It Show. Find us on there. We're using them now. We're doing it. Thank you so much, everybody. Please enjoy. Gareth Reynolds has never seen Citizen Kane, but he rewrote it. This is uh, Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite movies they've never seen before. Today, joining us for the first time ever having never seen Citizen Kane is Gareth Reynolds. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, joining us once again, frequent guest of the podcast, I'm going to assume has probably seen Citizen Kane, but I wouldn't be surprised otherwise, is Todd Sklar. I have seen Citizen Kane. That's a, that's a fun one to do, never seen it. Is I wonder, is Citizens, is that still like a cultural, like important movie to people if we move beyond that now i feel like when get out came out everybody's like this is the best movie ever made and no one cares about citizen kane anymore <laughs> i don't know if it was a one-to-one bumping out of get out replacing citizen I kane think and, like, it, the i think if you go to the imdb <laughs> top 250 it was an actual bump right out they put that in suicide squad they pushed it right out <laughs> some old producers like they screwed us it's just an old guy dropping his dvd copy of citizen or of get out on the ground and he just goes get out and that's how it begins i wish they'd get out i wish someone was in the room (laughs) to hear that um i think it's still important i don't know gareth what do you bring to this 
What what is in very, your head about most Citizen things? Kane? Very little. Um, <laughs> what I, do you bring to this Citizen's as a references, whole? at least. Uh, I feel like I feel like you might have like you'll have Citizen Kane like references that you don't even know are Citizen Kane references. That's like that was my favorite part about watching. Is like oh, I've seen this movie because I've watched 150 Simpsons episodes. That is pretty much what I bring to it. I, uh, I but I but even then I was trying to think of like like. What do I really know? I do, I don't even fully. I need to rewatch the Simpsons episode. That's so where I'm at. You have Citizen <laughs> like, Kane like working at a nuclear power plant. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that is just good conflation. But uh, I know that I saw it on a plane as an option, and I thought, oh. And then nice. I was like, no, I'm not. Uh... That's a bizarre plane movie. It's crazy. That is a bizarre plane movie. Well, they have classics. The, you know, but they it's have wild the that the rights section. to Citizen Kane could ever end up on an airplane. You know what I mean? I feel like you should have to, like, if you yeah. want to watch it now, you should have to go to a museum in Burbank or something and watch it. Well, I think that with every movie on a plane, like, you know, to some extent, there is that is a, a, a metric of success because obviously, you, you know, somebody has bought your film and that's great. Yes. But also... Yes. What a terrible way to actually enjoy cinema. When I told someone that I watched, I like, I was in a conversation about Gravity when that movie had been out for a couple of years. I was like, oh, I just watched Gravity. And they're like, what'd you think? And I was like, ah, a lot of hoopla. And they go, really? And I was like, well, I watched it on a plane. And they were like, well, I'll tell you, it's probably a much different experience than IMAX, honestly. I was like, yeah, maybe I'm missing something. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's almost a ride. And so yeah. it's like you watched yourself at, like take a Universal Studios ride. Yeah, and I was, but yeah. but also there are times I think when you're on a plane where I'll enjoy the fuck out of a movie yeah. for some reason, lack of oxygen or just you know yeah. such severe boredom, like you know where you'll just go, oh my god, this is like the best. Like I saw, um, whatever that I'm gonna mess up the name, but add add the Brad Pitt Ad movie, Astra, Ad Astra. Yeah. I almost said, yeah, uh, I almost said Ed uh, Astra, but uh, and and I was like. This movie's amazing. And then, like, the last 10 minutes, I was like, not great. But the rest of it was so... I was like, enjoy the fuck. That's just because you were a little like, closer amazing. to where it takes place. Same yeah, you're, you're gravity, Stein, man. I watched Game Night, gravity. which I do st- think is good and funny. But I watched it on an airplane and just couldn't stop telling people it was the funniest movie. Like, they don't make movies like this that's so funny. And people were just like, I mean, it's, you know, it's yeah, a comedy that came out. Good. It's but com- it's not yeah. like, stop the conversation at the party. You guys talk about game night? <laughs> we should do a game night. We that should, movie's amazing. It could that and also another great movie, uh, Nobody, was another one that I saw on a plane with Bob Odenkirk. Which where it's like Bob oh, Odenkirk. Yes. Right. And I was That's like, a great plane movie. It's a great plane movie, and it's all I yeah, want to talk about. And movie. it's still probably a really good movie. I bet it's great. Pretty good. But I pretty good. Plane movies are great when they're sort of a self-sustaining. You don't have to bring anything into it or out of it. Yes. Yep. I cry a lot at plane movies, or I guess most most of the times in the last like ten years I've cried at a movie has been on a plane. I've I feel had like that Dirty too. Dancing got me once. Wow. League of Their Own got me once. And these are movies I've seen before, but sometimes when you're up in the air, you got the ginger ale going, and you're just like you're fucking in it. It yeah. uh, it hits different. I've had that too. Yeah, I think it has to be something with the less oxygen. It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, now we got to yeah, wear just, these muzzles. Oh okay. uh, yeah, tell me about it. Ah. <laughs> uh, if Reagan was president, no. <laughs> if Reagan was president, we wouldn't be wearing those, goddammit. We wouldn't even be able to get on an airplane. That's right. <laughs> and things were better. <laughs> and then Get Out came along and ruined everything. <laughs> what is, is that when he died? I'm sure it's not, but... 
when he died, when, when planes, when planes Ronald came out Reagan, of the it's, If you look up Ronald Reagan, death is the first thing, but no, he died in 2004. I thought he died so much later than that. I thought it was so much more uh-huh. recent. Well, because his legacy so much earlier is so than great. That. Why did I get he this tattoo? 2004? Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty recent. To be fair, that's, that's insane. He died the day he understood what happened on 9-11. <laughs> he was alive for 9-11. That's it insane took, that Ronald Reagan just was like, and he let it happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah, can say that Reagan stopped 9-11. That's crazy. Uh, uh, wow. I never would have thought well, of that. Hold on. I got to look up and see if Mark Wahlberg was alive then. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wonder what he was doing. Not only was what he would have done if, if he, he was on that plane. He would have been. It wouldn't have been watching a movie. I'll tell, I you, can that tell much. you that much. Yeah, he would have been doing his own movie. Steven Seagal movie. He would have landed on the Twin Towers. <laughs> t- he has to turn off game night to go stop 9-11. He's like, or he like won't oh. do it because game night's so good. <laughs> Jesse Plemons <laughs> is just so versatile. I thought he was just going to be creepy like Breaking Bad, but he's so good. If I'm going to go, I want to go watching game night. <laughs> There's no, no way I he watches movies Rain he's not in. During 9-11. <laughs> this- 2004, that's nuts. Yeah. In that book, in that book, Dutch, there's a really good part where it talks about when he was uh, uh, shot and attempted to be like assassinated and his wife, he was like going into surgery to get the bullet removed and it's like emergency surgery and the doctors are like, he's in critical condition, so he's not stable. And never like, was. the doctors think he's going to be fine. Yeah, he just pretty never was, but the, <laughs> his wife doesn't know that. And she's like, she's like, I love you, you know, please come back out as he's going to the surgery room. And he says something like, well, you know, it ain't no trip to can't like he says like some like politician thing like that. Yeah. And she's like, she tells the author, she's like, I don't know why he said that. Like he can't even have a real moment with his wife on his potential deathbed. He's still full like, actor mode. Yeah. The whole it's incredible. life. Yeah. 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 Uh Pretty he'll good. be fine. He yeah. would have stopped 9-11 though. Absolutely. If he was around. No doubt. He was around. That's crazy. Yeah. I still can't believe that. All right. I don't want to get too far into ruined. I almost I literally almost said Ryan Reynolds instead of Ronald Reagan. Ryan Reynolds. Um, if I uh, so so but he'd you know a, he'd make a great Ronald Reagan in a biopic. Uh oh, probably not. There's gonna be so many. Anytime I think of anyone, I'm like, they're gonna you, you know how stuff has happened throughout like history forever. Anytime anything has happened, I'm just like, that's gonna be a Hulu oh, yeah. series. You know, because something happens. Now it sort of is. I right. mean, there is so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you remember stuff like that's yeah. how I would enter any pitch mo- room now? Do you remember? Yeah, you like stuff. Check yeah. this out. Remember, yeah. remember anything from that there used to be? What if we did? What if we made that? Hear me out. We don't that's ask the, the people and in, who were involved with it in real life because I wanted them. I need them to be. You know that person we were mean to unfairly. I hope she gets uh, uh, upset at a billboard. Remember the Pam and Tommy sex it. tape? Yeah. That's the one that I Hell yeah, is crazy I to me. Because that's a whole show, isn't it? Or is that just a movie? No, it's yeah. a series. No, it's a whole series. That's so yeah. crazy to me. It feels like it would be a... a it's, it, it, usually it's sort of like something like, you know, I really liked I, Tanya. I thought that was a good movie. Uh, where they're just like, this person was sort of unfairly raked over the coals. Maybe we can like vindicate... Uh, like, I'm sorry. Are you saying Tanya Hardy No, 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 no. no but like, I'm saying we're going to show this person in like more of a... Uh, in like a different non-media light. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, the Pam Anderson, Tommy Lee one just seems to be, like, kind of like, this was a wacky thing. <laughs> but I feel like ruined her life, probably. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's a, yeah. Go ahead. It's an interesting thing to try to, like, get to the front end of, like, our tabloid culture. But I also, I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it. And I have no idea if that's what it's actually about. But I feel like I, I know somebody who was a writer on it. I know that when they were pitching their take, that was their big take is, like, 
how do we get to like TMZ and Kim Kardashian made a sex tape and now she's famous? And it's like, it all started here. But I, even that is like, I don't know how you make that a whole series. I just see things That's about how she like seems, a lot of stuff seems to be like a, a one hour and 10 minute or 110 minute movie turned into a seven hour television A lot program. of those docu-series yeah. too, where you're like, this could have been oh, the Monopoly, the oh. Monopoly McDonald's thing. When Jesus, you're on episode McMillions. six and you're like, I don't know. Who, we're just like, saying the same thing. I think thing. I just watched this one. <laughs> Yeah. Watch this one three times it, in a row. It, it is crazy. That's that's so yeah. But and I'm not vindicating Tanya Harding. But there's more, you know. And it's like I, I really things where it's like Pam Anderson's really really upset. You know, she's super upset about the show. She's not going to watch it. And you're like, if you're making a thing that she hates and doesn't want, it just feels weird. Yeah, you're not it feels doing a little right. weird or a little mean. Yeah. I only watched Barbed Wire a couple of weeks ago. Oh wow! And I have very very uh, a lot of sympathy for Pamela Anderson because she. That's a if you're 12 years I don't old, know that, what that is, is maybe the best movie. You don't know what barbed wire is. I know what the com lowercase b, lowercase w. Uh it's Pamela Anderson's uh action movie that's basically Comic like they tried adventure. to make her into like a Bridget Fonda action wow. uh babe, and she uh goes topless in it by choice. Her idea. She kind of kicks ass. Uh Xander Berkeley's in it, and he's having a lot of fun. It's it's like almost a fun bad movie. Hmm. Huh. Strong it's recommendation, like Catwoman like cat kind of. Uh, it's not that bad. It's uh, not quite that bad, which and you wish it was. Uh, it's 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 a little too competently made. Um, I definitely have fun. seen it. I've definitely seen Barbed Wire. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a very good time. Wow. It was a good rewatch. I have never even heard of this. I one time I used to dress up like uh, superheroes for children's birthday parties, and one time I was dressed up at uh, Paul Mitchell, whose name who's not actually Paul Mitchell, but the guy who owns Paul Mitchell, this other guy, the salon. Guy, yeah, the guy, the the salon guy, but he bought Paul Mitchell. He looks like Paul Mitchell, but he's not Paul Mitchell. Anyway, that's its own <laughs> podcast. I, I just sold that series to Hulu, actually. And um, that sentence will be turned into nine. That episodes. sentence has been fifteen episodes for Hulu. Just got greenlit. Um, and and there were so many famous people there. And I was a character called the Dark Magician from Yu-Gi-Oh! And it was my brother's favorite uh, costume I ever had because it had like this five-foot head extension. It was just such a pain in the ass to wear. Like it was, you couldn't, like going into doorways, you would be like, sorry. And you'd be like bending over to like get something and you'd hit a kid on the head like it was a gavel. But anyway, I also had this staff not like people yes. who worked for me, like an actual, like kind of like you know, uh, wizardy staff. Oh, yeah. And I was Father there, Friar Tuck style, a, a, a kind of like with a little crystal in it or whatever. Yeah. And um, my and and so Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee were there, and and their kid Brandon, who I I only know their name because of the story, took this to ask if he could see the staff. So I gave it to him. He's probably like six, and he just took it and he smashed it on the ground and totally broke it. And I was awesome. like, Jesus Christ. And I like took it back. And then like, we all kind of like made eye contact and I didn't know what to say. And then I told my boss, I go, Hey, you know, uh, Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee's kid broke the dark magician staff. And he goes, well, did you ask him for money? And I was like, look, I'm already in like a pathetic enough position <laughs> as is like, I can't be like, can I get some staff cash from you guys? Like your son, <laughs> I'm 30 years old and your son broke my dark magician staff. And he's dude, like, your boss sucks. He'd just be like, dude, that's awesome. Fucking Tom Lee's kid's a little shithead. That's the way it should he, be. He did not see, he did not see it that way. I'll tell you that much. Jeez. We should call this guy right now and try to explain to him why that was awesome and why he should not have been mad about that. 
Well, that's also been turned that's into gonna a, be my podcast. I'm selling that. That's my Hulu show. Is we're just going to call. I'm afraid I, you're too late. Showtime already bought it. Idiots. Showtime just bought it. I just got to tell you. Good luck with logging into that without a cable provider. <laughs> so, someone's got experience. <laughs> I'm just trying to watch that Jim Carrey sad dramatic stand-up show. I don't even remember what it was called. Oh fuck! Wasn't God. that on Showtime? Yeah, I get some Showtime is really good at advertising, but then I just never see the stuff. I'm dying up there. That's it. Because didn't someone actually like get shot on stage in the pilot? I just am guessing. No, in the pilot, a guy kills a guy does Carson, and I think he kills himself because he's like, "There's nowhere, there's no worlds left to conquer." It's something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> or he didn't get invited to the couch or something. Like, yeah, but I, I watched the pilot, and like, yeah, a guy a guy dies because he's like. He, he like wow. does Johnny and he crushes. And then someone made Joker based on 18 seconds of a Showtime pilot. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Why I, so serious? A good gag would be if Carson had a pullout couch. Oh, man. You go to get on yeah. the couch and he pulls it out. You just take a little nap and they go to commercial. Uh, uh, that would be way out. Oh, when way did better. Johnny Carson die? Non 9-11. Um, <laughs> 2004. Was when they died on 9-11, 2004. Just the three-year yeah. anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, all right, we got to talk about Citizen Kane. Um, I'm supposed to say that we're going to take a break a couple times in every episode, so we're going to take a break. Oh, great. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, we're back from the There's going to be some cool advertising? I don't know. Oh, that, what kind there of was no advertising. How embarrassing would be I get no advertisers, and I just keep saying uh, we're going to take a break. Um, <laughs> we're, all right, we're that's, take, that's better. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that is better. I take, we that take a break. Better. I don't even mute anything. We just all go do something individually in our houses. Let's take a break. And we just, I'm going to have a bath. A <laughs> you just sort of hear a shower turn yeah. on. You hear, like, t- food show up. <laughs> We record the next part tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) We just left the hot mics for 23 and a half hours and came back. Who are you fighting with? (laughs) Sounded really bad. I'm I'm getting a divorce. They used to refer, uh, they used to call like commercials messages. I I like that. After these messages. messages. They really did. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. The message. These companies have some messages they want to give to us, and we're going to receive them. Actually, I'll watch full old Carson episodes on YouTube, and the best, oh, hell yeah. the best part in many ways is the commercials. Like, there's stuff where you're just going, "What?" You like, you could just see like the seeds of the capitalist nightmare sure. starting to flourish. Yeah, you know, where oh, it's just man. like the butter butler, and you're like, "What the fuck was this thing?" You know, <laughs> why? Just yes, something why? that's like thirty of them in a landfill somewhere for no fucking reason. Everything in the the commercials for all that stuff just feels like early Shark Tank, but door to door is what yeah. it is. Yes. If a guy comes yes. to your door selling yes. you the double microwave, you got to get it. It's another reason. It, I, I, it's another reason why Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I do really enjoy, is is a great soundtrack because the the DJ ads are so. Again, you're just starting to see like yeah. it's all like useless shit being just pumped into people. I mean, that's just, that's what he. 
he particularly is as good as anyone at is like setting up the stage of this world. And I think that Feeling, that yeah. what's like the set design or the, the world building in that movie is so incredibly yeah. accurate and fun and makes even like a mundane moment. Interesting. The yeah. entire time. No, but it's like, yeah. I'll watch any old ad, anything. Yeah. Now I'm like, Oh, stab me. I have definitely lost a lot of hours to Nickelodeon commercial blocks from the nineties. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like all the old fruit snack commercials yeah. and micro machines. Yeah. Everything I mean, was just, very intense. It's incredible. It feels like well, whoever the ad agency was that did the crossfire commercial was just universally hired uh, out. See? Yes. And it's just like that. I, I, I don't know what that sensation is where you don't remember something and then you see it and you remember it in its totality. Yeah, yeah. It's like crossfire. Yes. Like I completely forgot about crossfire. You mentioned crossfire and I remember the commercial distinctly. And that's what that experience is like. And it's also, so, but so all good. of those things sucked. Like the yes. crossfire yes. thing is so fun. Not fun to play. It's so yes. small. It's like the size of an iPad. We're talking about the Pat Buchanan debate show, right? I'm sorry. I just want to be- <laughs> okay, great. Okay. I, I love when sure. John Stewart went on and played Crossfire with me. Ah, oh, that was the just best. eviscerated the boat. But they're guy. so small, and the game is so little, and it's not very fast. But it is shot. It, it Michael Bay made the commercial yeah. for it. That's, it's essentially that, Hungry Hungry Hippos minus the it hippos. Is, it's Hungry it's really, Hungry Hippos, but for only two people with like two. Uh, yeah, it's really not. Not as much fun. Oh, how man. About, how weird is those Sega commercials? That was just a guy screaming Sega. That is one of the craziest things in the history of the world. Like, I what a weird way to that. I don't remember that. Sega? The guy just screaming yeah. Sega at the end of the commercials? I kind the of Sega remember screen? that. I don't remember that. I kind of do. It's again, it's like if I saw it's it. It's a good YouTube search. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my God. It's a good yeah. Sega Scream compilation. Uh, it's just a, a very specific very thing bizarre. that floats into my head all the time is that Nickelodeon branded uh, clock. And it was like oh, a yes. clock that Nickelodeon made. I think they gave away if you like got last on Legends of the Hidden Temple or something like that. Yeah. And it just, but it like <laughs> yeah. it looked goofy and like looked like cool Nickelodeon. And and then you saw it. It's well, it's and then very, it's like smaller, uh, and none of it's, it. They made it seem right. like you know they made it seem like it was made by like Dexter from Dexter's Lab. But it's like the clock itself is kind of like nothing. Like. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. Oh, they made it right. look like it would do tons of right, stuff. Right, right. For everyone listening, we're looking at a picture of the Nickelodeon Time Blaster. Um, but look at I'm the not. Volume. I'm looking at pictures of my family, but I'm still enjoying the <laughs> there hell. There they out. are. All right, my I sh- uncle. I shouldn't have Googled your family. Look Man, at the alarm button. I really is like hope a the big guy knob. with the name Time Blaster got a raise. That's a just a tremendous name for a clock. The Time Blaster. Time yeah. Blaster. That is like a, that's it. That's like you either made a time machine or you made the Nickelodeon clock. That's how you get to name your thing the Time Blaster. And you finger time. <laughs> yeah. Time Blaster. Straight up. If fucking if Ronald Reagan had the Time Blaster yeah. on nine eleven, those terrorists things would, be, would be different. A little different. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, they were calling his brain the Time Blaster, and that's when he got shot. They're like the Time <laughs> yes. Blaster. Yeah, he's been Time Blaster. Man, I hate the guy, but saying you missed when you get shot is kind of a funny thing to do. Oh, uh, it's incredible! I, I'm not Absolutely okay with us saying we hate the guy. That's one of our greatest uh, leaders. <laughs> what an unbelievable uh, person! <laughs> Name you one thing he did incredible. wrong. Was it? I think maybe it was Andrew Jackson. Somebody when they tried to get assassinated, they like had to be pulled off the guy from beating him. I think it might, might be been, Jackson. That sounds like a Jackson? you just sort of learn. I think it is. It's a different. It's crazy that we still or everyone Hinkley? is like you know what the perfect document is the one that's older than the guy who dueled someone when he was president. Oh yeah, I dueled <laughs> and, and again, I mean, well, it wasn't the, even the last duel. No, we don't even. No, and and we're not even. We're not even like oh, I just sold that. We're not even. Uh, holding true to it 
It's like the it's all the ama- it's all just such an amazing knot of bullshit where it's like I don't even know where it's like a pair of shoes that the knot is so bad you're like I'm not I can't wear them again. Yeah, can't wear them again. Yep, we'll I'm overwhelmed with what I should possibly do to try to fix them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right and the idea is like well you could just relace the shoes and you're like oh throw out all the shoes to go to yeah. what about the shoe yeah. <laughs> like, you're right what about forget the about the integrity of the tongue <laughs> you need a nickelodeon time blaster i bet i bet nickelodeon time blasters are either a dollar or seven hundred dollars at this point yeah. it's either all of that nostalgia stuff is either yeah. like you could just yeah. get one really quick or it is so expensive well, it's why we have hoarders. That's like the yeah. hoarder mentality. Is like, you, guess who one day is going to be worth a billion dollars? It's like, Grandma, there are dead cats under this. <laughs> hey, that mattress will be worth money. You wait and see. You always want, like, the people who, people like doing a lot. If I, okay, I, I found this thing at a thrift store. It's 20 bucks. If I put 80 hours into this, that's $100. And it's like, oh, yeah. you don't value your life. <laughs> Because if I said, and on your deathbed, if I said, do you, could, do you want to buy a week of time for $80? Oh, my God. That's so true. That the deal. That's pretty much Citizen Kane. That is Honestly, honestly you're not that that encapsulated that movie. We should get into it. Um, so, okay. So, we're talking, what you brought in some Simpsons reference, or like the Simpsons probably is referencing, you might not even know. Is there anything that was like so large that you're like, well, I know this about it? Or what is your notions? I, if, if, to write the script, I brought nothing to it other than a new interpretation on a, on a title. Um, okay. I, uh, I, I, know, I know the time period a little bit, but I really don't have any idea what it's about. I know it's Orson Welles, but, um, but again, mine is, uh, this is a re, this is a pretty much a redo. Okay. Is I Orson Welles could definitely play this main character, but it's not. I don't know the first name of the guy in Citizen Kane. I don't know, and I really do not know what uh, what it is, what it is about. Great. Well, let's. That's fantastic. Let's get yeah. into it. I've avoided, and the, and as, if you listen to my podcast, you'll see that I have a rare ability to not know much. So <laughs> I brought awesome. that skill to this. I think that then it's a perfect match because uh, we yeah. exist to not know. Thank you. Uh wow! So you don't know anything about Citizen Kane? You must not have dated anyone I lived with in college. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Which no, is and I went to feat. I went to uh, I went to Emerson where there's a lot of films. I have no clue. Great, that's beautiful. So, thank uh, you. Wow. So cast this up however you'd like to. Whoever um, you'd like to play. Well, who, who, I can. Uh, the main character's French, so. Ooh. Um, I can do the well. There's a couple French characters. If you're confident no. and you want to uh, knock out any characters, it's, it's you take the stab wherever you want. I'll be We're Jean-Luc. Just okay. I'll be Jean-Luc. Uh, the stage direction, I don't know who wants to read the stage direction. Kyle, you, you want to read the stage direction? I could do that. Um, Todd, why don't you be the Proctor and Papa Kane? Cool. And then, Kyle, I'll also need you to be um, Pete... And any version of Pete we see. Pete at all. Is that what that means? It does now. It does now. Hell yeah. All right, here we go. Gareth Reynolds has never seen Citizen Kane. This movie is a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Isn't that crazy? But also there's like 11 reviews. Um, <laughs> <they're literally, laughs> Those guys are all dead. There literally might be 100, and one of them is like, 
Okay, here we go. Never uh, yeah. Gareth Reynolds has never seen Citizen Kane. Exterior. United States Citizenship Test Center Day. It's black and white. Maybe was the only option, or is the only option, as we pan down a large New York skyscraper to see a long line out the door. Men who look like leprechauns are the Russian Street Fighter character Zangief. That, that's a future <laughs> yes. reference. Text, 1920. Interior, United States Citizenship Test Center. That sounds like a vocal warm-up. Uh, yeah, test room. test room. Yeah, United States Citizenship Test, test, test Center, Center Test Room. room United States Citizenship Test Center Test Room. <laughs> Unique New United States Citizenship Test Center Test Room, Continuous York. Now you're ready. Around 30 desks are crammed into this tiny room of various stereotypes of foreign countrymen. Yes, men only. It was 1920. Pensively look up and then write down answers on the paper. We land on Jean-Luc Kane, garbed in a beret with a tiny mustache. He smokes two cigarettes at the same time. He is stressed. <laughs> uh, sink, John Kane. Sink! We see the test he is taking. Above the question he is stuck... Above the question he is stuck on our answers like 47 stairs and, I don't know, George Washington again? Fuck, this is hard. Two minutes left, foreigners. What? Oh, come on! He looks at his question. He writes... George Washington, exterior, United States Citizenship Test Center, classroom a little later. A piece of paper is slapped on the wall. That's so funny if they do it like this. A piece of paper is slapped on the wall with the results of the exam. (laughs) Jean-Luc pushes past a man who looks like he belongs in Oktoberfest to see his results. We can tell by his deflation that is not good news. But to be safe, he says, Fuck my ass with my mouth. If there is a god, I would kill him. He lights two cigarettes at the same time and walks off. He checks his pocket watch. I'm late for work. (laughs) Interior, Eiffel Barber Barber Shop. Later. Uh, All of your locations are good improv team names as well. Thank you. That's true. (laughs) Thank you. A A number of French barbers cut hair, shave faces, and one guy's even getting a crotch wax tastefully hidden. Jean-Luc races in. That's some Citizen Kane. He jumps next to an open chair where a man sits waiting. Jean-Luc gets right to work and lathers the man's face with cream. Hey, how about those Yankees, huh, fellow patriots? Papa Kane, Jean-Luc's father, 60s, with a beret who smokes six cigarettes at once, casts Jean-Luc into darkness with his shadow. You are late, my boy. Where are you? Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Papa. <laughs> uh, where was I? Uh, I was uh, making love to a beautiful woman. Huh? Doggy. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Kane <laughs> squints at his son, but then smiles. Ah, that's my boy. As you know, there are a few reasons on this list of why, of why can, one can be late to the Eiffel Barber, and that is a tuppet. He points to a sign that reads, acceptable tardy reasons. One, love to a woman. Two, buying cigarettes. Three, a combo of one and two. Four, les poison. This is a Simpsons episode. This is awesome. <laughs> well, get to work. We A pencil drops out of Jean-Luc's pocket, causing Papa Kane to stop in his tracks. What is this? A pencil? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I, I, uh, made love to the woman <laughs> with it. Uh, Lies! You were at that citizen's facility again, <laughs> trying to deny me, weren't you? Do some of the warm-ups with the United the Citizenship <laughs> Testing Statistic. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, okay, what if I was? It is the only way to get ahead here because of the extreme bigotry. We are French. You are French, boy. I will not warn you again. 
This country will not let foreigners be a part of it. Believing that is as stupid as smoking one cigarette at a time or doing missionary sex. Well, I failed again anyway, just like that foolish George Washington. Maybe. Still very confused as to what he did. John Luke smiles to the man in his chair. He is clearly an American named Pete Graham. Hey, don't... Hey, don't worry about it. If you study hard enough and becomes an American, he'll be happy. Uh, I fear you are wrong, Pete. Jean-Luc begins the shaving. He is so picketed. Nothing like you Americans. You are so cool. Oh, I wish I was a history teacher like that George Washington. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. George oh. Washington. <laughs> Curse you, Washington. <laughs> George Washington, he didn't teach history. He made it, my friend. Why, he was the first president of the country. He was a general before that, and as a young lad, he cut down a cherry tree and lied about it. Oh, gosh, Pete. <laughs> I wish I knew all that you knew. Leave the sideburn. As Jean-Luc moves the blade, he cuts deeply into Pete's throat, causing an extreme and fast hemorrhage. Hey, what did you do? Holy fuck, he is endlessly bleeding. Pete slumps, dead. Now he's dead. Alive, I mean, he is alive, finally. All the concerned customers go back to calm upon hearing that Pete is finally alive, not dead. Exterior alley later, Papa Kane and Jean-Luc jam Pete's legs into a barrel and douse it in gas. They each throw all their their lit cigarettes inside, and it combusts at once. Okay, well, we got away with this, but let that be a lesson to you. No more foolishness of trying to be an American. He lights 20 cigarettes at once and walks away. Ah, that's nice. Jean-Luc is crestfallen and slumps into a wall. Oh. What a day. You're telling me. Jean-Luc looks to his right and jumps up in horror. He sees a translucent Pete. This this is ghost Pete. Pete? Close. I'm a ghost now. Pete, I, I didn't mean to kill you. I'm so sorry. Hey, uh- hey, 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 hey. Stop. Honest mistake. And get this. Being dead is amazing. I can walk through walls. This guy on the train taught me how to touch things by focusing anger on it. I even made a clay pot with my ex. It's all good. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, Why are you here? Well, you are not going to believe this, but (laughs) I wasn't the best guy when I was alive. I I robbed from a blind guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I cheated cheated on my wife. Oh, well, that's too bad as well, I guess. I I lied to the police. I raised a kid who wasn't mine uh, after I stole him. (laughs) I created a three-card Monty ring that brought poverty to literally hundreds of thousands. I actually killed a guy uh, on my own once, too. There's a beat. John Luke isn't sure that he is done. Well, uh, I started cat fights and I bet on them. I pretended to be a priest to sleep. I well, get it. I get it, Pete. I understand. I dynamited an orphanage. I get it. Right, 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 right. Well, <laughs> well, it turns out I need to do a good deed to get into heaven. Oh, okay. So are you thinking what I'm thinking? Uh, I'll help you pass the psychopath? test. Oh, great. Yeah, that works, too. Interior. United States Citizenship Test Center Classroom Day. Same scene as before. People are taking the test, but everyone is stressed. Everyone but Jean-Luc, who has Ghost Pete by his side. Number five is William Howard Taft. Six is Whiskey. Seven, the Don's Early Light. Eight is a bowler hat. 
Jean-Luc scribbles them down with a smile. Interior, barbershop, later. Jean-Luc comes into the shop. You are late again, Jean-Luc. Oh, sorry, Papa. Citizen Kane messed up. (laughs) Papa Kane is confused. Citizen Kane? Jean-Luc smiles and holds up a certificate of citizenship. Fuck! A certificate of citizenship. (laughs) That's right. I passed. (laughs) What? Oh, my son. I didn't want you to because I never thought you could. I am so proud of you. They embrace. Well, my work here is done. I'm off to a test of my own. Ghost Pete looks to the sky. Whoa, everyone is naked. It's an orgy. All right. Ghost Pete descends in a portal of light upwards. Papa Kane looks at his boy with pride. Now get back to work, Citizen Kane. John Luke smiles to his dad. Fuck no. I'm going to be a banker on Wall Street and accrue as much wealth as a man can. It'll be disgusting how awful I become. That's my boy. Credits over accordion music. <laughs> Is it close? Uh, the accordion music is a very nice touch. That, that feels <laughs> on par with a, a, a wonderful French film. That's great. That was yeah. awesome. It's close, right? It's got to be. It's, it's maybe better. It almost Thank Is you. it a prequel? It could possibly be a prequel. Touche. I'll take it. Touche. Yeah. Oh, staying on theme. You know, it's funny. The I couldn't help but start thinking uh, this is somewhat unrelated, or actually, it's completely unrelated. But uh, with all the cigarette smoking, my one of my friends worked for Obama back in the day, and when he would come to New York, I would get to see like my friend afterwards. And one night, he was doing like a thing, like some gala thing, and it ended like at like eleven. So then my buddy was like, "Hey, let's like meet at a bar. We're going out with some people after." So we get to like the bar at midnight, and we have like a fun night out, and then at like. 4.30 in the morning, he's like, hey, like, I'm going to go meet a friend of mine, Sean. Uh, you should come. It'll be super fun. We go to this bar on, like, the Upper East Side, and it's Sean Penn. And me and, like, 10 people hang out with Sean Penn. And I am not exaggerating even, like, 1%. He smoked minimum 550 cigarettes in, like, two hours. <laughs> it was unfucking believable I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. It was, like, literally... One after the other, he'd be lighting one with the half-lit one that's already in his mouth, and he would smoke a whole pack, and he'd crumple up the pack and throw it at the floor by the bar, <laughs> and he was eating a giant bowl of French onion soup, and, like, I uh, will never forget those two hours of my guy. life. It was, I've never seen anything like it. It was, it was unbelievable. It was like a professional <laughs> cigarette machine. It was uh, unbelievable. Oh, my God. It was really impressive. <laughs> I'm genuinely really jealous of that. I, it was, it was honestly like, he didn't say anything that cool. There now was no he's cool stuck stories. in Ukraine. Yeah. What did <laughs> you know, get him? You know what's funny? So the rub here, the, the end of this story, and I didn't know this actually until like a year <laughs> later, but the following morning, he like ended up helping El Chapo get caught. That was like, wow. <laughs> he was going to some meeting <laughs> That's why he's so Chapo stressed, probably. <laughs> Very possibly. Very possibly. Yeah. Oh, wow. God Damn. Well, then, but it was a cartoonish amount of cigarettes. It was, it was, I've never seen anything like that. That's what I see in my version. I wonder yeah. what's going to be the cigarettes from now in like That's 40 years. Because if you look 40 years ago, everything yeah. is a cigarette. Phones. It's got to be That's phones, weird. right? Phones, Adderall. Do you think Adderall like phones, phones will probably. be a little more like incorporated in you phones. physically? We'll have, well, uh, yeah, but we'll also probably be dealing with some sort of health issue from phones sure. and maybe we'll have yeah, like brain to- a we just didn't know they next. said it was fine hey yeah. can i go to they the texting to section of this applebee's 
Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Phone or no phone. Wi Fi or no Wi Fi. No, no Wi Fi. I'm quitting. <laughs> oh God. If it, I mean if it is five G, we're all gonna look dumb as hell. Yeah, hey, that's pretty I, fun. I got a buddy who's but he'll tell you it is. <laughs> um so I you know what's crazy about when I think about Citizen Kane, I don't remember much of what happens. Because all is you really the actual, remember he's like a, he like runs a newspaper. So uh, okay, then this is sport. It, can you spoil a movie as 90 um, or I guess 80 years old now? Uh, he's like works at, he's like runs a newspaper and he does accumulate a bunch of wealth and he's kind of like not a good guy, but it shows him on his deathbed, like missing his childhood, but you don't know what he's missing the whole movie or something like that. Right. He has, well, you don't know it's him. Yeah. You don't yeah, know what yeah, Rosebud. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. says Rosebud. He calls over Rosebud before as, right. on his deathbed. You don't know what it is, and you're watching this whole movie to try to figure. And just out, like, like the last time he was happy was when he was like 11. Yeah, it's a sled. It's his sled from when he was like 10 years old, and you realize this man his is sled just been is named Rosebud. Back. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 people didn't the, have a lot of things the then, so everything <laughs> had like when you're 11 and you're poor, you're like, do I name the thing I own? Yeah. That's like me with Crossfire. <laughs> uh, yeah, wait, very much so. His sled is named Rosebud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't track. I mean, if we were to watch that now, we'd be like, what the fuck? Well, it, it's been made fun of so much. Yeah. So much. I, ca- yeah. I kind of forgot that that was connected to this. Right. But um, yeah. the thing that I, mean, I that always is- remembered about watching Citizen Kane is so it's. <laughs> it's a sled? It's, it is. And it <laughs> honestly isn't. <sighs> uh, you watch fuck. it and even having. I don't know if it's possible to watch it without it having been ruined a million times because it's that famous. So maybe the effect is a little yeah. bit diluted but i watched this for the first time in college in like a film class and you're sort of like yeah you know what i mean you're not like the sled like (laughs) like kevin spacey faked a limp right 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 it's supposed to be like that but it's a sled (laughs) well you know what's you know it's weird it's interesting because like i feel like as a as like a a movie thing it's it's more famous for all the things it invented or it did you know for the first time or better than other movies. But like, that is one of the things where like the Kaiser Soze moment that doesn't happen without Rosebud as a reveal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. A million so it's interesting that... how much it <laughs> doesn't hold up for that reason alone, where it's That's... like, we're, we're like 10 levels past. There's the a lot that of that. It it's well. like watching a quarterback from the sixties. Like if you watch footage yes. of like, yeah, uh, right. Why a tittle? And you're like, yeah. Oh, they th- look at me through the ball forwards. And you're like, 280 well, yards <laughs> of one touchdown. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes just threw yeah. the ball while he was sideways. Yeah. Like, no, I I watched yes. uh, planes, trains, and automobiles recently again, and I mean I've I like when people are like you know you're, I'm always like yeah it's top five, and it unfortunately is it it great movie it's a great movie but it is diluted a little bit by the fact that it has just been replicated so many yeah. times that a road trip yeah set piece comedy is it, you know unfortunately is just because of that movie. Is yes. not that original. And when you watch those with someone who hasn't seen them, you become the person saying, like, no, but yeah. this did it's like really I, good. I, I, yeah, no one likes I talk about guy. it a lot on here, but like someone watching The Matrix for the first time, you want to be like, mm. No, but they came up with the fight. Right. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, the yes. fight was like ruined by epic movie. Yeah. No, and that's so true. That's that movie a lot when of, you first saw The Matrix, you were like, What the fuck is going yeah. on right now? That's a lot of Citizen yeah. Kane, but it's it's like so because the medium was so new then, let alone like the audio associated with the medium and camera tricks. So they like do like a, a pan and then your film teacher's like, huh? And you're like, I could do that with my, <laughs> they panned? 
Yeah, uh, we've got a canted angle from the upper. Yeah, like dude, a, they, they, there's like a crane shot that happens, and they're like, this crane shot Citizen shut down crane. the eastern sorb seaboard for six months, so he could like start in the the balcony of a theater. And it's like eight wow. people died, so you could get this crane. We, they just threw like, migrant horrible. labor off of a balcony to get this that's shot. Horrible. It's but well, you it, know what's interesting? Yeah. The things that don't uh, tr- that transcend that kind of stuff i jumping back to like planes and tra- plane trains is like that's and that is a great movie i love that movie but i feel like the thing that hurts it for that same reason you mentioned is that like it doesn't evoke a feeling the same way that like like i'm a big midnight run guy love i feel midnight like that's run. also like a, a classic two-hander odd couple two guys on the road but i feel like it also like evokes this feeling of a world that you're in that they don't make movies like that anymore yeah and i feel like planes trains people took that exact thing and made them all like that too. So it's like, not just, you know, like the, the kind of like the premise of what they're doing, but also you have the same flavor. And I feel like that's an interesting thing that like, it's hard to do the movies to like get back to a place where like, like the firm is another movie where like, we don't make movies like that anymore. Even though we have lots of like thrillers and fun legal thrillers, we don't have a movie that has like a weird fun, like jazzy score and like sure. weird albino hitman and just like all these different things that just like make it stand out a little bit more. And I don't think that Citizen Kane necessarily does that either. I think that it is. I don't know. And and if does, I'm just looking at like Citizen Kane info over here. It does every come up on on here a lot because it, we're all about not seeing stuff. But when you see something is not, it is almost as important as what you're seeing. Yeah, the context. And what you've seen before and what this is. So it's like all these, if you look at like historically how movies are, are like rated and, and, and lined up next to each other, it's like in linear order of when they came out. And it is important. Citizen Kane yeah. is important for coming up with like developing completely new techniques and this idea. And it's kind of like everything was very cookie cutter before that, from what I remember. And then this, he's sort of like yeah. an anti good guy, like an anti villain. And like, instead of remember, the the protagonists were generally like I'm here to save everything and you know like yeah and then in and, this and was he like just a was in love with a sled like, yeah he just dude just loved his sled he was just in love with a sled named Rosebud was it relatable in, still dude, does he drop man. a snow globe I don't even remember the specifics of he it he does it's the the snow globe because that's how we I think that's how we get into the Rosebud moment I can't we, picture like, it uh, I can only what, he's picture holding a snow globe on his deathbed yes. and then when he dies he drops yes. it? yeah I can only picture yeah. Mister Burns all like dropping a, it yeah that's the yeah, only thing I can picture that is reminiscent but it's also the idea holding a snow globe on your deathbed is I mean sorry. If someone like picked a up a snow globe, globe. Yeah. a snow globe, now, you're like, get this other fuck it's, away from me. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't need this. this I'm, is trash. I'm too weak, but I can hold this, the thing that's too heavy to still have around for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yes. Let me look yeah. through the snow globe. Oh, my Lord, look at it. Ent- entertainment is peaking. <laughs> look at I can shake it. And I, oh, I'm like God over here. I will. Uh, <laughs> I feel like transitionally, I feel like to use that transition to get to the flashback, they may, that may have been like a, uh, a first. It was, yeah. well. That was a big thing. And they were like, but it's so funny because the medium has come so far so fast. Like film. Yeah. It's, it's a baby like stand up. It's a baby right. art form, but we are, yeah. We've moved so far so fast that a lot of the art form makes fun of or is self-referential. It like had to be so quickly that this this yeah. was eighty only eighty years ago, 
and, and they're already, like a fade uh, like people yeah. like they faded yeah. and it's a like crane? I'm, I'm like i'm surprised that you don't hear like mythos of the fade and people run out of the theater because they think there's like an 80 foot snow globe magic. falling yeah, on like, them or something right. like that run! <laughs> how's that tall man talking earthquake earthquake <laughs> the biggest yes. sled of all time and they just uh, all storming yeah. out like shaking the newspaper oh my god it is yeah. Now I can like replace my face with Mike Tyson's on on my phone in a movie. Like it's, it, it's <laughs> right. really crazy to think of like how much it has changed. Yeah, yeah. I uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, it's so funny looking at the movie made one and a half million dollars. It's a blockbuster. Not even like great for them because yeah. it costs half of that. Oh really? Although I guess if a movie doubles now, we're just talking Marvel That's costing crazy. half a billion well, how, and making how, a billion. How, it seems very strange to have the longevity after not like back then. I don't really know. How were you, how did you sustain, how did you find an audience years later back then? Like, it's not like anyone took home your movie. To I think watch. it was, uh, I think was, you'd be it like, a, it was a big hit. It was six, It said it was the sixth highest grossing film of the year of its release. Um, but re-releases but throughout well, years. Well, what a, have name, been give such me the top five. Yeah, give me the other top. Five. I bet the top five are like Bootsy at the uh, yeah. cookout, and like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. oh, Fran yeah. goes to a job, and like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. circus guy eats a sword, right? <laughs> Swordsman. I want. Now I want to look that yeah. up. Yeah. Oh god, well, that would be great. You know, what's interesting is I feel like a lot of oh, I mean, Gone with the Wind. To be said about this. <laughs> oh shit, like, there you go. Like, what little stupid has and that was Gone with Never the Wind. Never heard was, of it. Gone with the Wind was still second, and it um, came out gets, two and a half years beforehand. It was still in theaters. <laughs> what the? Fuck? I have a small a small spoiler uh, just to bring this back full circle from where we started. But Barbed Wire, the Pam Anderson action <laughs> movie, is basically a future punk uh, version of Gone with the Wind. It's when I was rewatching it a couple weeks ago, like halfway through, I was like, wait a minute, is this gone with the wind? Just is another classic example of having a hard time watching the original once you've seen the remake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know what? They did it better. They did it better with Barbed Wire. Barbed Wire is less racist. So Sergeant York is number one. Gone with the wind no, is number that's two. that's a hell of a mo- Sergeant York. And then I haven't heard of any of the other ones. Honky Tonk, I guess I've heard of the idea. Honky Tonk is fantastic. Tobacco Road, Buck Private. Tobacco Road's great. A Yank Tobacco in the RAF. Road. That's a porn. Um, <laughs> yeah. These are all going to sure be Pee Wee Herman got arrested for the right number now. four grossing movie that exact year. Yeah, uh, and you know, <laughs> but it is like a sit, Gone with the Wind. Th- two and a half years after it came out, sold forty nine million tickets. That's crazy. I think That's it's. Crazy. I think I do think Gone with the Wind adjusted for inflation is still the highest grossing. I think it sold the most tickets of any movie ever. Um, two, and a half, two and a half year run. I if mean, you're selling 50 million tickets two years after you came out, yeah, I mean, like Avatar yeah. had a long run, but I don't think it's. It two would be and very funny years. if the director of Gone with the Wind was like, uh, "What James Cameron's doing? He's like, I only want to make Gone with the Wind movies now. Uh, I'm going to live second in the second one. <laughs> I'm going to live in the Gone with the Wind war. He releases Arrived one next with the year. breeze is the next one. <laughs> yes. Disappeared with yes. the exhale. Yeah, <laughs> it's so much money. Now, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just it's fascinated, but it made two hundred million dollars in 1939. Wow, that is fucking crazy. And that is. Wild. I mean, there's no, there's no television to watch. There's, you know, no. there's not much to do. You're gonna put on the old radio and do some ragtime dancing, or you're gonna go to the the old, uh, you know, Nickelodeon. Oh, I guess and watch that, is that the would you would you say that is more or less impressive than for uh, Gone with the Wind? Because there is n- less stuff to do now. It's like 
if a movie makes a billion dollars, you're like, that's, but it's up against everything. But there's way more people. It's up against me making myself Mike Tyson on my phone. Yeah. Like, you can do anything. Like, that's, we're just looking at stuff on Wikipedia for four hours. Like, yeah, that, no, it's that's the part competition of it. for I mean, attention. People, people, you know, we talk, like, there are so many episodes we've done where, like, it'll be like, like a guy, there was a guy who was just like walking backwards across America. And like, if he was coming to town, like pe- people were like, cancel right. your fucking week. Right. The backwards walking dude's coming to town. Yeah. You know, or like there was like, like a bicycle <laughs> races, and pe- right. you know, be like, look, we're at capacity. There's a billion people inside. We can't help you. You know, people yeah. like, I won't fucking do anything. Watch like, this guy ride a bike. What are you doing this weekend? There's going to be a tall person near. Yeah, (laughs) we got to go buy a ticket to be around the tallest person we've ever seen. How tall is he? Six something. Six and he's big and fat, too. He's almost 200 pounds. (laughs) This guy can lift two circles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I mean, again, why circus was so important and all that stuff. But yeah, there really was not there was not the attention grabs like there are uh, today by any stretch. So here, Gone with the Wind sold 202 million tickets estimated, which if you look up star, that's that's. 30 to 40 million more than any other movie ever. Wow. That is crazy. That is crazy. Like the gap between it and the second place, which is star Wars is the total amount Aladdin sold. Like it's like whole other giant movies. It's crazy. I'm looking, it drops off real quick. You got like the big giant movies, you know, about the star Wars is the one Aladdin away from gone with the wind. I know that's, but you could see someone in a, in a uh, boardroom. Like we got to make three Aladdins off of this thing. They're just like using it all. We're two Aladdins away from half of a Lord of the ring. (laughs) It's huge. Uh, All right. $2 billion gone with the wind has been made adjusted for inflation. Pretty crazy. I'm wow. sure that whoever made it and is making their family's making six cents off of it now would love for me to say, but adjusted for inflation. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they're laying on their deathbed thinking about that slight when they were a kid. Just <laughs> uh, just they're dropping a ticket stub and they're just saying inflation. But <laughs> 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 well, I bet it's good. I don't even, I couldn't even fathom watching it for the first time now. You're probably like, Gone uh, with the Wind? No, no, no. Uh, um, uh, um, Citizen Kane. Citizen really, Kane? either. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Maybe I will. I remember Gone it holds up. School. It holds up better than Citizen Kane, to be honest. As far as like, it's there's more of like, a, I get why this was. You, 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 there's less research involved to appreciate it. Okay, in my opinion. I don't are we talking again, about you're gonna the, watch it? Are we talking about watch the barbed wire? Are we talking about the original or my Citizen Kane? I keep getting confused because I feel like I like your Citizen Kane the best out of all you. three. Thank you. I like in, yours in because opinion. it actually shows someone overcoming something. Thank you. I actually do think instead I'm sure if you watch this in K now, like if I watched it through the lens I have now, I'd be like, oh, he exploits labor nine minutes in. Oh god. Why doesn't he you know what I mean? Why doesn't he pay these people for printing the newspapers? They Ah. should unionize. And then it's just like him showing on he's just showing an overhead projector thing about how unions aren't in your best interest. (laughs) Always. Just see reddit.com slash anti-work. My boss, Mr. Kane, said that uh, I need to do, I'm using my PTO and he says I need to be a team player. Unions are for dummies. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Wait, is anti-work? Is that a subreddit? That's a good subreddit. I think it's like I gotta a huge deal now. The, the, the anti-work yes. subreddit is like wow. very big, like a pro-union sort of K. But I, um, ah, you okay. know, I, as much as Reddit could Which be. Which brings us back to Reagan. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the yep. most pro union of, of the unions. That's right. Uh, well, here we're going to do. We're going to wrap up. We got a couple games we're going to play today. This first game is called Before Get and ready Afters. To play Before and Afters. 
How this game works is two movies are smushed together into one movie. I will read you the smushed together plot. You tell me the smushed together title. Sort of like uh, the before and afters category on Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. You're lucky. Um, You're lucky. I well, I, lucky always, I, watch it with my I met mother. Pat Sajak at a political thing we were doing together, and uh, uh, now I love him. He uh, certainly is still around. So I some examples. Is he okay? Be, oh yeah, yeah. He's just a pack okay. that he runs. Um, okay. He, it's called buy a vowel, and um, you buy a senator, you buy a vowel. So what this is going to be? That's good shit. <laughs> He's anti-PC, and so that's uh, why he runs a pack. Um, I'm so proud of you. Uh, it, I don't know. It hurt my neck saying all that. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a weird little twitch happening. Uh, <laughs> you got through it. All right. So some examples. Saving Private Silverman, The Wolf of Wally Street, Fargo, oh, wow. which would be Fargo and Argo, uh, all, all over the place, right? Okay. Th- except not as good as those, because those are the ones that were good enough to be examples. Right. Okay. Feel so free to work together. Feel free to okay. not. It's up to you. Here we go. All right. Plot Let's number see what one. Happens. Okay. Oh wait, shit, Todd, you were in the game thing, so you know these. So this is just Gareth on his own. Oh no. Oh, these are the same ones from that game. The we, special yeah, game. Yeah, thing? I ran. We ran a never seen a game thing with some fans of the podcast, and so it's where I wrote a lot of the games. So Gareth, looks like you're on your own with these here. Fuck. Here we go. There's All a right. good chance I'll still get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we see the personified individual emotions of a man visiting his girlfriend's family who seem to have an overly nervous, growingly disturbing behavior surrounding his interracial relationship. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> you say it again. I do not remember I, this from the game. We night. see the personified individual emotions of a man visiting his girlfriend's family who seem to have an overly nervous, growingly disturbing behavior surrounding his interracial relationship. Oh, man. This one's kind of hard. It's a very hard. Um, That's the hardest one I think I've ever heard on the show. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, so think about we break this down. We see the personified individual emotions of a man. Yeah, that, I, I'm already struggling with that. Oh, one. I, I got that one. Let's um, go, Todd. I need help. That one is the Pixar movie with the emotions. Uh, not soul, but the one. Oh, why can't inside out? Inside out. Oh, inside, inside get, get out. out. Okay. Hell yeah. Which also Thought sounds like a, yeah. uh, okay. a James Lipton featurette on a movie he liked. Inside um, Get Out. <laughs> yeah. We see the Pissar. Oh, that was not in that game. That was not a part not of that game. It might yeah, not have been. These might not have been. I just I got I got the big long running dock of like I have about eighteen hundred of these now. And they're just it's nice. not as organized Holy as you shit. would expect. Here we go. Number two. A team of Jewish soldiers are assembled to commit violent acts of retribution against Nazis as they attempt to rescue a princess. And restore freedom and justice to the galaxy. Um. Well, <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's Inglorious oh, Bastards in uh, Star Wars. Yeah, Inglorious Bast Star Wars. Oh, okay. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. All right. There we go. I had the movies. <laughs> yeah, you did it. That was good. That one looks good on paper. Okay. Uh, you got a little ca- little capital B, lowercase a, capital S. Um, okay. I'm gonna. Oh right. yeah. Here we go. I'm gonna get this one. After this, is our last one. After something oh, happens to leave the world with few survivors, two families share an uneasy alliance to keep the outside evil at bay, while they are stowed away in a museum where everything comes to life at night. Um. 
Give me read read it again. The first one I don't know. After something happens one. to leave the world with few survivors, two families share an uneasy alliance that, to keep the outside evil at bay, while they are stowed away in a museum where everything comes to life at night. Uh, I don't have the first one. I mean, like it's like Dark Knight at the museum, or like uh, I am a legend. Is that I am a legend? Oh, um, is that a thing? It's a thing. Families. It's not this thing, but it's a thing. What's the one with John Krasinski? Like, be quiet. Everyone's quiet. Stay quiet. You meant it's it's. You meant it was called Everyone's Quiet. Everyone's, everyone's quiet. quiet. I don't remember. Well, I feel what like it's got to be mute. Krasinski. Like, it's not mute, that movie, but you're getting closer or something. Um, oh, it. Uh, it's got to be like a. Oh, what's the one with the Jason Clark one? The Jason Clark movie that's like the Quiet one. The Quiet Place is the movie. Um, yes, quiet. it's the Jason Clark Quiet Place movie. I don't remember the name of it. I also didn't see it, but I remember the trailer. Mm. It, it's like one of those, like, uh, it's a horror movie so thriller be, Oh, it's got to go into night, so it'll be like... Yes, yes. Good, something good night. It comes at night. It comes at night. It comes at night. There we go. Okay, I don't know that movie. Damn it. Yes. Oh, it's pretty good. Yes. Be good playing I'll movie. take it. <laughs> I, I only know that movie from the trailer, and I, I'm a, a an odd, uh, oddly, I'm a big Jason Clark defender. I feel like uh, a lot of like film people like shit on him, but I, I would I say like oddly, the situation comes up where you need to have any strong feelings about him. That's true. He is, he is like a very uh, does not evoke a lot I think of feelings. He's good. In most he's people. like I just didn't even yeah, remember who he was. I looked up. I'm like, oh, I'd be happy when this guy shows up in a thing. I think he do. There's a whole yeah. there's a whole group of actors who I think have pivoted from being in Sons of Anarchy to being in A24 horror movies, and I've never seen Sons of Anarchy. I just based <laughs> it on how they look. But my they, three sons really? of anarchy. My three sons. Sorry, of I'm so locked in. Because I don't, I don't think that he's in that. Sons but I of do the like, Mask I like of Anarchy. That. That's a very good point. Jason Clark. Well, there's like a bunch know. of guys who oh, are like, right, him. like right. kind of southern-looking white guys yeah. with like scraggly hair that I assume yeah, were in a couple right, Sons of guy. Anarchy uh, episodes. I'm surprised Kim Coates hasn't had like a horror movie of his own. Kim Coates dashing. Or maybe he has. He's probably in those. He's probably in those like Rob Zombie horror movies. That I'm thinking about it. Yeah, Kim Coates, I do know because I always thought he oh, looked yeah. like I tried to draw Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I love Kim Coates, man. I love me some Kim Coates. That's good. That's a good description. Uh, I'm just jokering. All right. The next game we're going to hey. play is called Build the Perfect Movie. Build the Perfect Movie. How this oh. works is I will give you a category. Each, okay. you're competing against each other. You have to pick two movies from that category okay. whose Rotten Tomatoes score adds up to as close to 100 as possible without going over. Oh, so, so it's not it's not the mean. It is the addition. Total. Okay, it gotcha. is the total. Okay. Okay. So I'll give you, you'll each pick one and then we'll review okay. your scores so you can pick okay. your second one according. And okay. Price is Right rules apply. You cannot go over. Oh, uh, wow. For instance, a perfect movie, if I was like Robin Williams is your category, Happy Feet and is a 76. RV is a 24. That right. would add up to 100. You'd be looking at a perfect movie. RV is a little high for me. but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Happy Feet's a little low. A 90-10, I think yeah. we'd be living in a good world. I saw, I was on a, uh, speaking of watching movies on a plane once, I was, RV was on a plane once I was on. And there's a scene where they're emptying the RV and the poop is going everywhere. And this German woman next to me was losing her mind. It was like, I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone laugh this hard. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. 
I think, okay, got it. Uh, so let's think. What do we want to do? We'll do. Let's do nine. Kim Coates. Kim do, Coates movies. I don't think we're gonna do Kim Coates specific Rotten Tomatoes. Um, we're gonna do nineties movies. So you'll okay. each have to pick two. We'll get a little background music playing here. Uh, two nineties movies. Todd, uh, since you've played before, you you can pick first. Gareth, you'll pick second. And then we'll review the scores so you can each pick your second. Uh, Gareth, okay. oftentimes people like to go low, then go high. We call it Michelle okay. obama That's an uh, off, a frequent finally. category they do. So, okay. I'm going to go Todd, first 90s uh, I'm gonna go with a wonderful 90s movie, action movie. One of my old favorites, uh, The Last Boy Scout, starring Bruce Willis, Damon Wayans, and work. featuring the wonderful Kim Coates as a henchman. Great work. A very memorable performance. Shane Black is in this movie? He he does cameos uh, semi frequently in in stuff er, in his earlier days. Okay. I mean, Predators is like most famous one. The Last Boy Scout. He go he ghost wrote it. All right, Gareth, first movie. Um, I think it's called Stone Cold. Hell yeah, with the Boz with Brian Bosworth. One of the fucking best movies of all time, man. That is about as much fun as you're allowed to have watching a movie, man. Yeah. Stone Cold is so fucking good. <laughs> Let's see. I, I would love to start, if I was president, most of my platform would be making people watch Stone Cold. <laughs> Everyone, the movie is so every actor in this movie, there has the same it's exact fantastic. look at this point. Oh, that's, yeah. I'm like Dude, looking that's at their like thing. Lance Hendrickson and Foresight. They're just like, I don't even know if they're acting. We that, did the that, reunion. That movie could be a documentary. That honestly might be a documentary. Right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's review Don't our scores here. So awesome. Uh, the Last Boy Scout is a 46%. Todd, so you're wow. looking for a 54. Sure is. Looking for 54. Stone Cold is a 33. Great. So okay. you're going to be looking for 33. a 67. Uh-huh. Uh, Gareth, you'll pick first in this round because you have more to make up, but you can think about it for a second. Okay. Um, 67 boy. is close to. So I need a pretty good, not great movie. Um, gosh almighty. Um, damn it. I know what my next bad one's going to be. Does that help? Uh, I'll say... How about Fools Rush In? Ooh, Matthew Perry? Yeah. Okay. Todd, That's you're looking for a 56, that is that is, right? Um, I have some Stone Cold trivia at some I don't know if we want to be doing that right now. That's its um, own podcast. It, it should be its own podcast. <laughs> no, Stone Cold cast. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to do... Ugh. What do I need to... What's my... 56. What do I need to get to... What's my... I need 56. So That's you need so a movie tough. a little bit worse. 54, 54. I need 54. This is movie, so tough. You need to think of a movie a little bit worse than The Last Boy Scout. The, well, the, 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 I wanted to do a bit where I was going to do another Kim Coates movie, but I feel like all of his other movies were not poorly. They're either really bad or not. I mean, like, right. Bad Boys is going to be a bust. 54 like might be the rarest of air for a Rotten Tomatoes score, anyways. It's tough. Yeah. That's a you really need everyone to disagree. Movie. That features Kim Coates from the '90s. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with Last Man Standing, also featuring Bruce Willis uh, and and Kim Coates as a henchman. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that could be a divisive a divisive movie. Maybe it's pretty fun. Not as much fun as Stone Cold. Stone Cold is so good. Okay, okay, here we go. Let's take a look at our scores here. All right, 
Stone Cold, 1991, 33%. Fools Rush in. No, wait, you know what I want? I want, <laughs> I want, I want Waterworld. I want Waterworld. Oh, interesting. Interesting. What a pivot. What a pivot. A Jeremy pivot. <laughs> that's a term. That's when <laughs> that's when someone just wedges their way into stand-up. <laughs> Yes. Tell stories yes. with a dog on stage. That's when someone watches seen. Michael Richards set and decides they like stand up. Yeah, hey, um, he's pretty good. <laughs> sometimes you tell like, yeah. Stone Cold is a 34%. Sorry, Stone Cold's a 33%. I was going to say. Fools Rush In is a 34%. Wow. So we are at a 67. 67. Both terrible. Wow. The last boy was scout. Fools Rush In? Was that Selma Hayek? Was the, yeah, the but I thought, I would have thought if Stone Cold did that, I would have thought, but what do I know? Okay. It's all the different genres. You got to, you know, people. Uh, sure, Last yeah. Boy Scout, forty-six percent. Waterworld, forty-eight percent. That's a ninety-four. Oh, wow. wow! Wow! Well wow. done. Last Man Standing was a thirty-seven, and also barely would have won it for you, but pretty good. Can I also? Can we just jump? Not to make this about Stone Cold and how awesome the movie is, but the ending set piece of that—they literally destroyed the Capitol. I think in Arkansas, or maybe it was Mississippi. I forget where, but they literally as the filmmakers, they promised they were going to do all these like safe stunts and they just basically put a helicopter through the state capitol. It's Holy shit. Fucking incredible. Wow. And how am I supposed to yeah, learn about so history much- then, Todd, if the statues are taken down? Multiple politicians were removed from office for letting them do the stuff. I they think did. they removed it's them all from the offices fantastic. so they wouldn't die. Happened on Reagan's watch. <laughs> they should have. Uh, all right. We got one more game. Okay. And then we're out here. This game is called Guess What Movie Kyle's Dad is Describing. Having only okay. watched the trailer and never having heard of the movie. The game. Okay. 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 Oh wow. Guess what movie trailer Kyle's okay. dad is describing? Okay. Having only watched the trailer okay. and never having heard of the movie. <laughs> How this game works is my dad, who has not been to a movie theater since he saw the original Space Jam with me in the mid nineties, has not been to a theater since then. He describes a movie trailer. What's happening <gasps> in the trailer? You have to guess what movie. Uh, trailer he is describing todd once again you may have to sit this one out if you remember exactly what it is um i can't trying wait to think which ones are these is uh does that sound all right so it's just important he doesn't know any actors okay here we go wow this one is so hard okay black and white shots it seems like a thousand years ago wait not black and white anymore wait some black and white He's just floating up there, looks alone. The world has changed. She hit the target. I really do not know what is going on. What is this shiny place? What happened to that guy? He just blew away? Everyone should move on. Everyone is doing voiceover. Some magic fighting shots, some guns. A guy jumped off a pencil. They keep repeating the same line now. And they're all in matching suits. Dramatic, slow reveal of the tile. Oh, this is that? Did that just fly to his hand? Oh, my God. Is that Ant-Man? Is there an Ant-Man in that? Ugh. This one is hard. (laughs) I mean... Well, this is a a trailer from any time. You just showed it. Oh man, I mean that honestly the, the, <laughs> he's not a pencil. Um oh my god. Well I don't remember the movie well enough 
And I certainly don't think a lot of what your dad is describing is in the movie. But I only thing I can think of is Pleasantville. It is not oh, Pleasantville. That's a, good, that's a good guess, though. With the co- that's a yeah. good guess. The problem, what makes this a difficult one, is the trailer is made for the existence of the movie rather than the movie itself. Oh, so it's like a montage of previous movies that like... But, like, this was the trailer, but the problem is the movie it is for had such a specific moment that the trailer is 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 uh well they're all saying the dramatiza- same thing dramatize like, it, the trailer is, is is not like here's what happens right it's like here's what happened yeah what are some is details? it a retrospective ant-man movie I feel like the the, f- there has to be an Ant-Man in it for them to the have pencil. done a pencil thing. Must, pencil. Is that his, was he watching Beetlejuice and he just got a lot of stuff mixed up? No, I think that's one of the movies he's actually seen. That's awesome. Good choice. Yeah, that is a good choice. Um, All right, I'll give you, I'll, yeah, I'll give like, you one hint if you want. Okay, go ahead. Some The character Todd's referencing is in it. Ant-Man oh, is I, d- I know this. What this was oh, on the. See, I don't game. know enough of these. I have to movies. this out. Okay. I remember what this is now. I never see these movies, so that's. Tough. I don't see them either. I also do not see any of these movies. I do um, remember this. Though. I'm trying to think what I. I really have no frame of reference for these movies. Uh, Ant-Man. <laughs> it's a fun thing to say if you haven't seen. Just to go, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. <laughs> Ant-Man. All right, well, I'll give you this one. I'll give you this one. Right. We're looking for this is Avengers End Game. This is the end oh, game. Yeah. The trailer is like uh, so dramatic because it's you know the buildup of like twenty four movies. So right. Scarlett Johansson yeah. and then Chris Evans and then Robert Downey Jr. They're all like saying that we've got to do it. Or it's like it's not uh, a trailer for a movie. Right. It's a trailer <laughs> for right for the event. Right. Right. Um. Well, here I can give you. We'll I'll give you all one right. more from a different yeah, movie. Okay. So we all don't right, uh, here we go. You don't need to softball me either. I I'm, uh, I do Avengers uh, Infinity War right now. <laughs> I don't, oh, so he's fuck. sharpening the pencil, but it's or huge. Or you do Pleasantville. <laughs> I think we've done... I might have Pleasantville. I think we've done that one. Here we go. Okay. Empty streets except for them. They have a pamphlet. There's a ticking clock. Some guy's floating in the water there. Ticking more. Everyone is just standing there now. Oh, wow. Now it got intense really fast. Apparently, this shaped our world. They're coming back around. There's a lot of sailboats. Some dramatic phrases over very intense shots. Airplanes. The music is very intense. Laying face down, a heartbeat sound. Fuck. Oh my god. Master and Commander, Far Side of the World? It is not. That, that's so funny. I mean, that's a bad movie. You would have seen that. But they're all alone. I mean, it sounds like it's a war. It sounds like a war. I mean, it's a, some kind of war film. Has to be some kind of yeah. old war film. Or not old war film, but like newer film about an old war. Like Saving Private Ryan was something I was thinking. Um... Right war. Titanic? 
Could be Dunkirk. Ooh, is it? It yeah. is Dunkirk. Wow. Holy shit. What a well pull. Done. What a pull. There you go. So see you. That's good. That's very good. Uh, we got Dunkirk. We got Dunkirk. Yeah. Uh, Gareth, thank you Big for time. for coming on and for having never seen Citizen Kane. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I won't watch it. Let everyone know where to find you and stuff you got going on. Now is a perfect time. Uh, you can find me at Reynolds Gareth on all social media. A guy named Gareth Reynolds took uh, all the handles away from me. Um, he's Welsh <laughs> and he likes uh, rugby. Um, and then, uh, you can go to my website, garethreynolds.com, uh, for stand updates. And then probably when this comes out, I'll be about to go to Australia with my podcast, which is the dollop. So you can go to dolloppodcast.com for cool. Australian tour dates. And then we have a bunch of tour dates this summer. Um, so yeah, nice. we got a bunch spots. of Aussie buds. Go check it out. Yeah. Join us. Nice. Hell yeah. And then after you're done checking that out, watch stone cold. Watch, stone Brian cold. watch it on your phone. I'll watch it on the plane. While you're yeah, watch on the plane. If you guys are listening, if you're a podcast fan, if you watch Stone Cold on your phone while at a dollop recording and send it to me, I'll send you a present in the mail, even all the way to Australia. Yes. Uh, I hope yes. there's a recording where you're yelling at someone for being on their phone and they have to be like, I'm oh, trying, yeah. I'm watching uh, Stone Cold on a bootleg. Dave will video. be like, Oh, what the fuck? And I'll be like, No, it's a callback. <laughs> don't get that. Get mad, but not like furious. <laughs> get editably out mad. It was, he was told, <laughs> Sorry, stop watching it, but you get something now. Good work. <laughs> Anyway, Dave, you were saying. Uh, it doesn't count if it's a Stone Cold Steve Austin entrance music compilation. Yeah, that doesn't exist. But thank you guys that very much. That pretty awesome. I hope you. everyone has a wonderful day whenever this exists. Thank you, everybody. That was Never Seen It. As Gareth Reynolds, uh, he's never seen Citizen Kane. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. Never Seen It is a podcast brought to you by Starburns Audio. It is produced by myself, Rebecca Steinberg, and Ali Naku. Thank you so much. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Please find us on all those things, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Look for us on there. We'll have some fun. Bye. A podcast network. Hey, folks. Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there, May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in Colorado last month and people came out from the shows and that was it's the best seeing people out at shows who who like the podcast is just the best and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy and I'm very proud of the show um like I said the got those dates coming up kyleairs.com slash shows please grab tickets now grab them while you're listening to this send it to a friend tell them to come out Seattle Portland Eureka Oakland uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit, and so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleairs.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. <laughs>